Thank you to everyone at Island Records. Everyone at EMI Music Publishing. To Ray Ray and Joe. Ten years this year, Ray Ray and Joe. To Mark Ronson and Salama and me. To my mum and dad. For my Blake. My Blake incarcerated. And for London. This is for London. Because Camden Hello, good evening. That was Amy Winehouse. In February of 2008, she won five Grammy Awards. And the big one, Record of the Year and Song of the Year for her song, Rehab. Where she talked very candidly and opening, openly about her, her troubles, her trials and tribulations which she had talked about with her producer and friend, Mark Ronson. And it was Mark Ronson who said to her, I hate to turn your tragedy into a song, but that's really catchy, what you just said lyrically. And thus it became her big hit. Ten years ago, on July 23rd, 2011, Amy Winehouse died. She was found dead. Later, it was ruled, I, I think they said a misadventure, but it was uh, alcohol poisoning. So much talent, so much authenticity. A lot of people close to her said she hated fame. She didn't make these songs to be famous, she made these songs to help her get over her heartbreak the creative outlet. That old saying, self-expression heals the wounded heart. And in in this case, it helped Amy. From her first album, Frank, in 2003, this new talent came upon the scene. In fact, she sampled Nas's Made You Look her song in my bed and then in 2006 released Back to Black which was also released internationally in 2007 and made her globally known that beehive hairdo her look the makeup and that voice that voice which was an ounce of Billie Holiday. It was British soul. It was hip hop. It was jazz. It was Dinah Washington, Sarah Vaughn. Meets something new. And she had those sailor tattoos. Everything that Amy Winehouse did. Was... A hearken to the old days with the girl groups. She loved the Shirelles and the Shangri-Las. And that's what her and Mark Ronson talked about in making this record. The first time I heard Back to Black. It wasn't Rehab that I heard first. The first song that I heard was, You Know I'm No Good. I'd never heard anything like that. It sounded so fresh. 
I don't want to use the term fresh lightly here. I'd never heard anything like that. And she had that voice. That voice that was like honey dripping in your ear. It just hit you. And those lyrics. Meet you downstairs in a bar at Hurt. Your rolled back sleeves and your skull t-shirt. Your skull t-shirt. Yeah. And sit me up like I was Tangeray. And then I heard Rehab. And Rehab just, whoa. She said to try to tell me to go to rehab. I said, no, no. But in in actuality, she was walking with uh, with Mark Ronson. And she says, yeah, they tried to get me to go to rehab. And I said, no, no, no. And so that story became the basis for the song. A lot of people came after her when that song won all those Grammys. Because they thought it glorified going to rehab. But it wasn't. It was her, it was cathartic. She's telling the story of her life. This is, this is her life. She got in deep. She got in deep for a man that she said she would have died for. That's what she said. She said it in the, the wonderful documentary and haunting documentary, Amy. Which came out in 2015, won the Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature. Amy Winehouse was a catalyst for a new British invasion, so shall we say. Without Amy Winehouse, you don't have Adele, you don't have Duffy, you don't have Leona Lewis. Mumford and Sons, hello. Amy Winehouse was the one who started it off. We've had British artists make it in the U.S. before. The Beatles, the Stones, the Who, Led Zeppelin. All raised um, on American blues, American R&B. And here's Amy Winehouse. Father is a jazz singer. One of his favorite singers is Tony Bennett. And he raises his daughter on the music that he loved. And so 10 years ago, that all came to a close. Amy had just finished recording her duet with Tony Bennett. She had trouble at first doing the duet. And there's a beautiful, poignant moment where Tony puts her at ease and says, are you a fan of Dinah Washington? And she says, yes, I love her. And he says, well, you know, she was a friend of mine. And she said, really? And that's how they connected. And he, and she, she felt, and she couldn't, she couldn't get it to where she wanted it. And Tony just assured her, like a really great coach. It's getting better every time. You've almost got it in the pocket. Because Tony Bennett said, everyone tries to sing jazz, but very few can. And she could. She could. It's tough. It's tough. It's sad. It 
it's sad because I think people were expecting it and judged her very negatively when she died. I remember that. I thought that is so to die at 27. You didn't think that could happen again. You thought, okay, that happened in the 60s and 70s. Brian Jones, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, and then in the 90s with Kurt Cobain. You didn't, and Robert Johnson. You didn't think that was going to happen again. Kristen Fife of uh, of uh, Hole, 27, 1994. You didn't think, okay, in 2011, it's going to happen again. You don't think like that. And then a year later, Whitney Houston. So, but to have this artist, I think uh, myself and many others, we were waiting for her to come back. We knew she had it in her. I remember hearing reports that she had licensed the Willy Wonka copyright. and She was going to use those songs and sample them. I thought, okay, that's going to be interesting. I was always waiting for the next thing from Amy. Back to Black was so... I, I never... Uh, I, it never left my headphones. You know how we, lived in, we live in this MP3 world? It was an album that I didn't stop listening to. I would listen to it from the time I first bought it in 2007 to the day she died. I have a very fond memory of driving with a friend through Southern California to go pick someone up who had a hangover in the morning. We had the windows down. And Amy Winehouse just blasting on the radio. Our hair just blowing. We just kind of looked at each other and laughed. Not knowing that she would be dead within two months. And then I remember seeing the news reports. And that's sad. People made fun of her. And I felt for her. Not just as a fan, but as a person. Because at the end of the day, that's somebody's daughter. That's somebody's aunt. That's somebody's best friend. Someone's godmother. Maybe somebody's wife. Somebody's mother. And she... She needed help. But the tabloids... The tabloids are not there to help. They're there to document the downfall. And it was sad. It was sad. And all these polls came out. But we're not going to talk about that. Let's talk about the, the music. The originality. I'd never heard anybody like that. And I love jazz. And recently I was a part of a, a really great celebration of Fiona Apple's title through Apple Music and through George Strombolopoulos. And there's a lot of jazz on that album title, particularly Move Like or Slow Like Honey. And I remember that because I later went out and bought Billie Holiday's Lady in Satin, and it just floored me. I forced myself to listen to the older, older recordings. So when Amy Winehouse first came on the scene, that's immediately what I thought. Ah, I, I understand this now. I understand this. This is British soul, but with a jazz vibe. 
because nobody else could do jazz. And I understand completely where Tony Bennett was coming from when he said that. Because he knew Billie Holiday. He knew Sarah Vaughn. He knew Dinah Washington. Lena Horne. Even Lena Horne had her reservations about singing jazz and singing the blues and went to Billie Holiday and said, they want me to sing like you. What what should I do? And she said, you got two babies. You got to pay your rent. Sing the song. So with Amy Winehouse, the music, the music is so exquisite. She composed it. She lived it. Most people write these songs and it becomes, you know, a mythology. But with Amy Winehouse, she lived these songs. That whole record, Back to Black, is about the... The downfall of her of her relationship and how and how far it took her. It took her to death's door many times. So I want to play this for you because we're here for the music. And I kept saying to myself, who sings the right way, real jazz singing? And when I heard Amy Winehouse... I immediately said, this one's got it. Everybody just said, oh, I don't know how you're going to handle that. Where do you want to be? I'll be here. Okay. This is weird. I've never done anything like this. I've never done anything like this. In which way? To sing with one of my idols. Oh, no. And have it filmed. But it's good. It's good. It's good because then I can make my dad jealous after when I show him (laughs) when he sees it. I can't believe it. And so they're rehearsing. Tony Bennett's birthday is coming up. So for copyright reasons, we can't play the music. I know. I know. Here we go. I was terrible. I was terrible. No, no, no. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste your time. I just don't want to waste your time. We'll keep doing it till we got one. Okay? You're not in any hurry, are you? No. I'm not either. So we have time. Just got to get it right. I've got to get it right. I'm not getting it right. No, you are. You are. It's getting better each time, and you sound wonderful. I just need some water. The most famous artists I ever met are the most nervous before they hit that stage. No matter how much you feel it, you want to feel it even more so that it becomes an honest recording. And that's what Amy had. She had that gift. She was a natural, true jazz singer. And the jazz artist doesn't like 50,000 people in front of him. All right. So he put her at ease. He talked to her. And he consoled her. He says in the end, he tried to talk to her. He tried to talk to her. And 
He says it's one of those moments where you go back and you want to say, look, this isn't worth it. You you can live and I'm here for you. What a what a powerful art to these two artists to come together and Tony Bennett himself knew all about addiction. Knew all about falling. These artists that fall and then come back up again. And Tony Bennett was able to do that. And so he understood Amy Winehouse so much because he says it was like looking at a mirror. But because the fame that she was in was so much different than what he came up in. And I sigh like that because she was too young. She was too young. It's bittersweet to hear when I first heard Body and Soul and she wasn't here anymore. And whenever I would talk about her, people would judge her. Well, she was this. Well, she didn't want to help herself. I'd be able to judge and have no idea what it means, what she was going through. And the music, that's her legacy. And the, the friends and the fans, she, had, she made a lot of friends. She was good friends with Nas, hip-hop icon. They, they shared a birthday, September 14th. So September 14th, 2011. I mean, uh, July 23rd, 2011. 1983 to 2011. That's too young. It really is too young. She had her whole life ahead of her. You think Billie Holiday died at 44. Amy Winehouse died at 27. Charlie Parker died young. And then you have someone like um, Lena Horne who died in her 90s. So it's a it's a very it's a very interesting timetable that people are living on in terms of what they're dealing with in their life. But that music I think the whole of the Back to Black album is exquisite. And I'm not gonna throw that around easily. She earned she earned my respect musically. I, I remember to, people would tell me things about her, but I just I always I always stuck with her, not just as a fan, but as as a person. Those songs didn't leave me. I said that's my artist. I I absolutely adored her. Let's talk about the music, which is so. So she was influenced by pop and soul music of the 1960s, the girl groups. She collaborated with Salam Raimi, Mark Ronson, along with Sharon Jones's band, The Dab Kings, to assist her on capturing the sounds from that time period while blending them with contemporary R&B and neo-soul. 
Between 2005 and 2006, she recorded the album Songs with Raimi and Instrumental Zoo Studios in Miami, and then with Ronson at the Dap Kings at Chung King Studios and Daptone Records in New York. Back to Black was acclaimed by music critics, who praised Winehouse's songwriting and emotive singing style, as well as Raimi and Ronson's production. The album spawned five singles, Rehab, You Know I'm No Good, Back to Black, Tears Dry on Their Own, Love is a Losing Game. It also has been cited as being a key influence to the widespread popularity of British soul throughout the late 2000s, paving the musical landscape for artists such as Adele, Duffy, and Estelle. At the 2008 Grammy Awards, Back to Black won Best Pop Vocal Album and was nominated for Album of the Year. At the same ceremony, Winehouse won four additional awards, tying her with five other artists as the second most awarded female in a single ceremony. It was also nominated for the Brit Award MasterCard British Album. This truly is a classic album. And just talking about it from the videos, the influence. These songs, you got Rehab, You Know I'm No Good, Me and Mr. Jones, which I think is about Nas. Just Friends, Back to Black. Love is a Losing Game. Tears Dry on Their Own. Wake Up Alone. Some Own Holy War. He Can Only Hold Her Addicted. Written by Amy Jade Winehouse. She was funny. And that documentary, we see a side of her that is really funny, where she pretends to be the the housemate, the maid of the house. I couldn't find the clip. She wanted to start an all-girl rap group. She wrote her songs early on. She never wanted to be famous. She said she was just a girl that sings. That's how she saw herself. (sighs) Thank you, Amy Winehouse, for everything that you ever gave. I know it was not in vain. And we will continue to honor your legacy. Listening to that beautiful music and talking about you. The what might have been. And, and how, as, as a group who loved your music, ways to just help you. Rather than thinking about the negative, we think about the positive. And how I just love your singing style. Your singing style was out of this world. I wish we could play the music, but just talking about it, it does kind of give you a high, a beautiful high. And to give my admiration and love for an artist who I really thought was ahead of her time. And at the same time, 
given us a nod to the past in such a beautiful way. Her look. She had that Ronnie Spector look. Tattoos. She was iconic. But she was human. And and what I loved is she she showed us what it meant to be human on those records. The honesty, the integrity, the authenticity of her singing style and her lyrics and her performance, I regard as very, very magical. So Amy Winehouse, wherever you are, I hope you're singing and free of the confines of the world. As always, unpleasant dreams and... Tears dry on their own. <laughs>